Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, joined today uh, by state championship head coach uh, of the Lamarck Cougars back in the day. Uh, I think he was at four or five other head coaching stops throughout his career before he hung up his whistle. Uh, Brian Irwin. Uh, Brian, uh, uh, a uh, friend of mine from, it's been 25 plus years since we were at Texas together. He was a student assistant for the football team, then went on to a long coaching career, not only uh, some in the college ranks, but also uh, in the high school ranks. Very, very uh, successful there. Uh, Brian was at the uh, or at the practice on Tuesday. Uh, we sat together and I promised, uh, he said he would definitely get on this week and talk to me, uh, tell, talk about what he saw this weekend. Uh, Brian, uh, thanks for joining us, bud. You bet. Thank you, Bobby. Yep. Um, hey, Brian, I just want to go ahead and get straight to the, to the chase here. What were your overall thoughts on practice? I like the way they practice hard. Uh, they're they're competing, they're practicing. Uh, you can tell it's still got that camp feel because it's all about reps right now. Reps, conditioning, yeah, they're looking for execution at the same time. But you're not going to get real, real, real high ex execution while you're trying to attain all the all the reps that they're trying to get because it's just a combination of conditioning reps combined with that execution. So um, when, when you're repping. That many reps, seven on seven, one on one, inside hall, team, situational stuff. The execution is not going to be as clean as you or I or the or the, or the fan would like it, uh, because right now it's all about reps and conditioning. So uh, they got to accomplish what they want to accomplish. Uh, they're competing like crazy, um, and I and I and I love that. You know, you look at. I don't know the number, but you look at. How many how many passes did each you know of the top two quarterbacks throw, right? How many how many times was Xavier targeted or Brennan Thompson targeted throughout the night? Whether it's one on one, seven on sevens, team stuff, uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I would guess each quarterback threw seventy five to one hundred passes, and that's not including warm ups and, and drill work. So, you know, you, you're going to throw some interceptions. You're going to have some drop balls. It's going to happen. You're repping, you're getting in shape, and uh, and then you, you're trying to improve your execution through reps, uh, through coaching on the field, and and then also obviously through video after practice. Yeah, I, I think that that's, that's interesting to me. You know, we, we watched them on Tuesday together, and one of the things I, I know you wanted to talk about is Sark, uh, obviously over the weekend, lost three players, uh, two starters for sure for the season, and Isaiah Nayor, the big wide receiver that I know you were a huge fan of because uh, what he could do on the outside. And then also Junior Anglau would have been a fourth-year starter at offensive guard. Um, managing crisis is something you wanted to talk about that you think uh, Sark came out of that and had to deal with early this mm -hmm. week. What what were your thoughts on that and really what, what you wanted to share? My thoughts are – Every season, uh, you know, and especially every great team that, that we had and every great team that, that's come through, uh, they're having to deal with crisis. They're having to deal with, with bad things, whether it's injuries, suspensions, uh, drama on or off the field. Uh, you just got to deal with that. And sometimes the, the more serious the crisis and the better you handle it the, and how you respond to it, that, that just elevates the team. Uh, that much higher. So I, I really believe a championship football team needs crisis. They need to respond to it and they need to overcome it. No football team is going to go through a football season unscathed, whether it's injuries, whether it's suspensions, 
drama on and off the field. Um, it, it comes down to the leadership, the head coach, leadership, the coaches, leadership of the players, and how they respond to that and overcome it. Um, overall, your thoughts on the development of the program thus far under Sark from what you saw in the spring uh, up until now? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I, I, I like what I see. You know, we're highly competitive. Practice is, is uh, looks like it's on a whole other level, the way the guys are competing. Uh, there's there's more depth. Are we as deep as we need to be? No. But are we deeper than we were last year? Do we have more options uh, this year uh, than we did last year? Yes. Um, I, I just think the talent level's better. I think the depth's better. And that's going to do nothing but improve. Uh, you look at the trajectory of, of recruiting, of, of how hard the guys are practicing, what the guys are saying in the media. You know, they're all saying the same thing. They've got the same message. Uh, it looks like to me this is a cohesive group. It's an enthused group. They like each other. They love each other. And that goes, you know, a long, long way. Yeah, I mean, Sark talked a little bit uh, in an ESPN article earlier this week about he just didn't feel he had complete buy-in. He said that other, other places last year. Mm-hmm. And he feels like he's moving more towards that now that everybody in the locker room he feels is bought in to a level that that they need to be. And, and you know, he probably wants more from them, uh, yeah. but at least he feels like he's going that direction. You mentioned depth, uh, Brian, and I, I want to say a programming note real quick. I, I'm, I'm really happy about this. Uh, every Monday uh, this fall after a game, Brian and I are going to sit down for something we're going to call Lunch with the Coach. Uh, I got the name from when I used to go to Lunch with the Coach at the University of Texas when David McWilliams was the coach, we'd go over to uh, uh, the uh, uh, over to uh, the tower, and he'd have a group of people in there uh, and uh, sit down, and he would just talk football with the students. So we're going to call it lunch with the coach, and it's coming every every uh, Monday this fall. Hey Brian, you mentioned that depth. Uh, some of the things we obviously looked at were the quarterbacks, the wide receivers, all those freshman offensive linemen, and you mentioned just now about. Um, having more options. And you mentioned Brennan Thompson as one of those potentially, right? Mm-hmm. Um, talk about what you're talking about when you say more options altogether on offense. Last year just seemed like, you know, it was Bijan, it was Xavier and and uh, Jordan. And, and when Whittington went down, then it became a two-man show. And, uh you know, everybody in the stadium knew what we were trying to do with the football. But, you know, Sark still was very, very successful getting it done uh, with what he had. But, you know, now I see, you know, two or three tight ends that I think are going to be very dangerous, very lethal, move the chains type guys. Uh, Brennan Thompson taking the top off of it. Tyreek Milton looked fabulous the other night. Savion Red, I, I'm really impressed with him. Um, I'm not giving up on the whole 21 personnel. They didn't show anything last uh, Tuesday or on Tuesday, but uh, I, I see him as a guy that could go into a 21 personnel package and and do some things there. Um, you know, whether it happens or not, I don't know. But he's got the he's got the body type. He's got the skill set to to do that. Um, I just see 
more options. Yes, we need another receiver too to step up to grow up. Um, you know, whether it's Omeri uh, be, be becoming healthy, um, Casey Kane, you know, stepping up and and uh, really you know improving and, and taking his game to another level. And that's where you, I go back to the crisis thing. Through crisis, through things like this, suspensions, injuries, you have to have somebody, one or two guys, elevate their game and step in. You know, that whole next man up deal is is, is there and it's it's a mantra, but it's it's really an opportunity for those guys to take the reins and take it up to another level. And uh, it's, it's their opportunity to do that. Um, you know, that a uh, couple things uh, we, we talked about uh, with the quarterbacks on uh, Tuesday. What was your overall takeaway on those guys? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. You know, I really wish I, I could watch film for about two hours and, and really analyze and evaluate it. It's, it's difficult sitting up the stands. We're watching drill work. We're watching pass hole. We're watching one-on-ones. You know, we're seeing some a lot of situational stuff going on in the field. Um, you know, going back to seven-on-seven seven stuff that – First thing that catches my attention, I mean, there's very few places to throw the ball out there. A lot of times quarterbacks either held on to it or there were a lot of throw, uh, uh, pass interceptions during the seven-on-seven seven portion. And, you know, you got linebackers, they're not playing run. They're, they're bailing out playing pass. You got safety sitting on things. You got corners sitting on things. And the the quarterback and, and the offense, they're running the offense to execute in a normal, rhythmic fashion right on schedule and 707 as like most people know it out you know high school 707 with the quarterback's got four seconds to throw the ball he's patting it 85 times before he sells one deep down the side and you know the defense has no chance in the true 707 that most people know but when you get to 707 and an offense is trying to execute on schedule it's very very difficult so I'm not worried about the throws that were made in tight coverage or interceptions or deflections that became an interception. That that's not a real concern of mine. When you get in a team situation and you got play action pass and you got linebackers having to play run and pass, you got safeties having to play run and pass, uh, outside backers playing run and pass, the nickel guys got to play run and pass. It those seams, those areas get opened up a whole lot more in the passing game. Yeah, and that that is fair, and I think that that. Uh, you know, not everybody takes that into account when they're watching a practice uh, like a coach would. Right. I mean, we're uh, a lot of people are just watching the game, watching, you know, well, he got picked off there. That play was was uh, late or a guy yeah. dropped the ball or what have you. Or, um, you, you know, talk a little bit about what they both bring, though, uh, in your opinion, uh, from uh, from the quarterback position, because I think you saw things that you liked in both of them. Yeah, I, I, I think Card's got a better handle of the offense. Um, he's more fleet-footed. Uh, he's he's faster. He's probably more athletic overall. Even when we watched him run sprints at the end, you know, he he wins 
a lot of the sprints. Uh, he's he's a step faster than than yours is. Um, the ability of yours for the ball to come out the way it comes out and spin the way it spins uh, is uncanny. It's 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 uh, pretty cool to see in person. Um, he's uh, he he's he's going to be good. Um, whether he's the starter uh, week one or or next year, whenever it is, um, he, he he's he's just a pure passer. The ball comes out. And then of course, when he throws the deep ball, it splashes down right where it's supposed to every time. And I, his deep ball penetrates it. It gets there. It doesn't hang up, you know, like maybe some deep balls we saw last year from our quarterback. Um, it gets there and it splashes down. And very few times does he overthrow a deep ball. And that's what you, you want. You don't want the ball overthrown. You want it. If it's underthrown, it's fine. As long as they leave it outside. Got it. Um, you, you know, Brian. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. It, Texas was starting uh, uh, two true freshman offensive linemen uh, on uh, on over the weekend or on Tuesday, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you see, not only from those guys that started, but from the second string guys that you like, dislike? What what do they need to work on? That sort of stuff from just from what you saw. I like the way their their body types. They're big. They're strong. They don't look out of place. Uh, they don't look like freshmen. Um, they, they're athletic. Kelvin Banks is athletic and is going to be a great left tackle for us, hopefully for three or four years. Um, you know the guards. Uh, DJ Campbell look look good. Look strong. Cameron Williams is a beast. Um, it's probably just a matter of time uh, with him. Um, I think all of them, what I saw is just the the youth in them probably is that finishing, finish the play, finish the block. Give me another two-tenths, three-tenths of a second and, and finish what you started. And um, that's probably the biggest thing is just having that dog mentality of finishing. Yeah, they're young. I mean, this is the first time they've really seen guys that can do, that can compete, truly compete against them, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, Cam Williams, pretty big guy, huh? He's a monster. He's huge. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. First time I saw him, I was like, that's just not, that can't be true. Yeah. It's, uh, it's impressive. Yep. Yeah. Hey, um, uh, Brian, what did you think about the defense? I thought they uh, played well. It looks like our defensive line is, is attacking a little more than we have or than we did last year. Uh, and I like that. I like attacking the line of scrimmage. That was always our style of play is attack, not necessarily get up field, attack the line of scrimmage. If it's run, you know, play play on the heels, the heel line of the, the offensive line. If it's passed, then, of course, get up field and, and rush the passer. Um, you know, just pad level is still not where it needs to be with the defensive line, but that's expected this early in the season. Um, the, that that'll settle. What we always talked about was the offensive linemen and defensive linemen. They got to let their pads settle in, and it's still way early for for the pads to be settling in. So that pad level will improve. Um, I liked the pass rush we were getting both from inside and outside. You know, we make a lot of edge rushers, but 
if we can rush the passer from the A and B gaps, that's the most lethal form of pass rush you can have. You know, you, you take an Aaron Donald type guy and he can totally disrupt any quarterback in the NFL. And uh, we got guys in there that can do that. Uh, combine that with some edge guys and, uh, you know, we'll be fine. Yeah. Um, interesting thought process here. Uh, Eric Nalin, the publisher of Inside Texas, where he wrote a, a post-game thing a little bit and he used the term Bijan was carving it up. Yeah. <laughs> he, he I, I thought that was a great, way to put it right yeah he wow i mean i've seen him play in person a handful of times and and he he looks better this year than than he has you know the last couple years he's he looks healthy he looks strong uh he's shifty he's fast he can catch the football um you know he's gonna have a big big year as long as he can stay healthy gotcha what'd you think of those tight ends you mentioned you liked them uh, any anyone particular? How do they look blocking? Anything that you picked up on that you that you uh, liked or disliked? Anything like that? I think first of all, you know, I don't know the, the true mentality of those guys. I don't know them personally or anything, but they look like just great teammates. You know, they do it all. They they fit in the run game. They fit in pass protection. They catch the ball. Uh, they're they're motioning constantly from out to in and in to out and across. Um, you know, they've got a lot on their plate and, and it looks like to me um, they bought into what what we're asking them to do. Um, Jatavian Sanders going to be incredible. He he looks so good. I mean, his body has filled out and uh, he, he looks like he's a junior or senior in college. Uh, Billingsley's going to be a tremendous target. I love Juan Davis is active. I like, I like what I see out of him. Um, so I think we're very, very deep at the tight end position. And look, you know, we may have lost a guy that can take it over the top. There's other ways to win football games. You know, first thing you do is move the chains. Second thing you do is 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 get the thing down the red zone. And when you get in the red zone, you find a way to score. So, you know, we don't need to win by throwing, you know, 60, 70 yard passes just to score touchdowns. We can win in other ways, whether it's running game, whether it's getting the balls to the tight ends, RPOs. Shots to, to uh, Xavier, you know, letting Brennan Thompson take it over the top a time or two, or at least the threat of that, which opens up stuff underneath. So uh, there's other ways to win football games. Guys are going to step up, and uh, Sark's going to adjust to what he's got to do, and, and uh, we're going to be just fine. You know, we talked uh, before practice uh, a little bit, and we talked about whether or not uh, uh, Sark, after the injury actually following Nayor, we talked about whether or not uh, they would move uh, Whittington some outside. Mm-hmm. And I think we saw a little bit of that, right? Um, and I, I think that – wh- why did he do – why Why do you – because you mentioned it, why do you think that's important? I think, um, yeah, first of all, we saw Jordan. You know, he started the, the practice and the scrimmage, I think, at, at X. And, uh, you know, and then we thought we had a beat on him. And then, no, you don't. I mean, you just – you can't get a beat on these guys. And that's what – that's the beauty of it. I mean, Whittington's at X. He's at, he's at slot. He's he's out wide. He, and then all of a sudden, you know, Xavier's into the boundary and he's at X. And and all of a sudden, Brennan Thompson's here and, you know, Xavier Red and, and Tyreek Milton are there. You just can't get a beat on them. And, the, and they have an uncanny ability to – to teach these guys all these positions and probably still keep it simple enough to, to let them go play. 
And and that's what I'm impressed about. You know, he's gonna he's gonna scheme them to to get them open and get them the football. Yeah, and you'd think that's harder to do with college kids, right? Because pros they're they're working on it every day of the week. You know, that's mm-hmm. their <laughs> that's yeah. their living, right? They, they yeah. don't have any calculus homework. They don't yeah. have to study sociology, go to exactly. kinesiology class. There it is. Going to, going to labs and and all that good stuff. So, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's difficult to teach those guys at that same level and get out of them what you want to get out of them. And that's one of the reasons why experience Worthy's been a year in, they've been more in the system. Now it allows Sark to do a little bit, something different, right? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So um, I'm not sure we we've talked about Whittington, but probably not near enough. He stays healthy. He's, he's such a competitor. His body looks great. And um, he's a tremendous leader, make plays with his hands, make plays with his feet and um, getting the football, get, get Xavier, the football, get Bijan the football, get the tight ends, the football, take one over the top to Brennan, Tyreek, Sabian. I mean, there's plenty of weapons out there, way more weapons than we had last year. Yeah. I I talked to, you know, Marcus Washington was uh, probably the number two receiver at the end of the year. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I think that, you could look around. Jordan Whittington is definitely in, in that category when he's healthy. Uh, but then you you have guys like Casey Kane that I think is just as good as Marcus Washington was a year right. ago. But then you had Tyreek Milton, who I think can help. Uh, Brennan Thompson's definitely – I mean, we talked about it. There are track guys whose speed doesn't translate. His speed yeah. translates. I mean, wow. he's, he, was, he was open deep. On two he's, big he's one of those guys we used to talk about. He can, he can turn off the lights and get in bed before it gets dark. I mean, he's fast. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Um, overall, I, we're, we're going to be closing out here, but speaking with Brian Irwin, uh, head, uh, former head football coach, two-time state championship uh, coach. Brian, uh, overall thoughts, not necessarily on the practice, uh, but what fans should be thinking of as they hear who the quarterback's going to be, what you what you would take that forward and how to how to really think about it as a fan from a coach's perspective, right? Like what would you be yeah. telling the fans? Hey, you know, these guys have been doing work behind the scenes that you haven't seen. Yeah. We can talk about who does the best, but really the coaching staff and and the players are really know best than any fan yeah. does, right? No doubt. Uh, the coaches putting in 18 plus hours a day watching video, watching every step. I mean, the way video is today, you know, it's even at the high school level. I mean, we, we could see every step of every snap of every rep of every drill of every segment of practice. And you, you analyze all of that and you break it down and they've got the statistics and the data to back that up. Um, that, that, uh, complements all that, all that stuff they're looking at. So, uh, they know what they're looking at. They know who's who's got better command of the offense. They know who is maybe a little bit better of a leader, uh, and uh, you know who's who they can count on week one to to get the job done heading into the early part of the season. So uh, we got to trust. I guess that's the, the answer you're looking for. Is we have to trust. We have a head coach that's the one of the brightest offense coordinators minds in America, college or pro game. And we have to trust that he knows what he's doing and he's going to play the right guy. And he's seen way more film and video and practice 
um, than than we do. So um, ours, you know, are just opinions. His is uh, based on true data and um, true observations. What do you say to people? They 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 uh, they see Case uh, Hudson Card last year. He kind of did not. He did not play well uh, at times. Uh, got some happy feet. What do you say to people that? Oh, that that's what they remember. Yeah. Of, of Hudson Card. Um, what do you, what do you say to that? I mean, as a coach, well, is he going to just do it again? Uh, that's what fans think. He's just going to do it again. He's not improved. Talk talk us through that thought process as a coach. The maturation process. You, you don't know who's going to get it and who's not. But what you hope for is he's going to he's developed. He's grown. He's matured. He's seen some of the bad stuff um, and the game's slowing down for him. And that's what it's all about is when they get to the point where the game slows down a little bit for them and they can they can execute. Just just because he looked frazzled last year doesn't mean he's going to get frazzled this year. You know, he, he's he's a year older. He's he's smarter. Um, you know, it's the past does not equal the future. It's what we used to always say. The past is not equal to the future. Guys are going to grow. Guys are going to mature. Trust the head coach. Trust the coaches. And um, – they, they're going to play the best player. Bottom line is there's no pockets in the front of those football pants. They're not playing the guy that's got the most money or got the biggest house at home. They're going to play the best football player at each position because there's no front pockets in the front of those football pants. <laughs> All right. Brian Irwin, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, uh, very good discussion. I think uh, this has been a, an Inside Texas production of On Texas Football. Uh, Brian, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, bud. All right. Thank you, Bobby.